passionate about the truth of God's Word and will tell you like it is, Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. guys it's your girl autumn miles welcome to a brand new edition of the autumn miles show we guys i am like so pumped about what is happening in the ministry i'm so pumped about what god is doing in my own heart i'm so excited i actually couldn't wait to get to the studio today to record with you guys we are hearing so much from you guys about how this series of hearing from God is affecting you. Guess what? You can hear from God. <laughs> he wants to he wants to speak to you. He wants to direct your life and you guys are taking this information and it's revolutionizing your lives and I am just so grateful to be a part of it, okay? Love, 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 love what we're hearing. Today is going to be no different. We're going to talk about, this is week three, how God speaks through circumstances because he definitely does. But we'll get to that in just a second after the break. I want to just say this. We have several thousand of you guys that download this podcast every week and you don't know each other. But you but but you're a community, okay? You don't know each other. I don't really know you guys personally. You know a lot about me, and I just feel like we need to change it up a bit. So I want to hear from you out there. Uh, this is like an open invitation, okay? And when I say open invitation, uh, it's kind of like how we do our home. We have people that aren't related to us in our house at any second, okay? There is an open invitation for people, my kids' friends, our friends to come over to hang out to whatever. They text us, hey, what are you guys doing? Come over in five minutes. Come over and swim in our pool, like whatever. We have always been like that. And I want to bring that element to us. And so that, so we are, so, so, so we're going to do it. I want to hear what God's doing in your life. What has he done in your life this week? And then I want to read about it. And then I want to tell everyone what he's doing in each one of you guys' life. Okay. The way we're going to do that is I want you to email hello at autumnmiles.com and just tell me, let's celebrate what God is doing in all of our lives. You hear what's going on in my life every single week. We're going to switch it up. What is God doing in your life? And tell me so I can tell everybody else. We're a community. We're a family. You don't know it because you don't know each other. But there is lots of you guys out there, okay? Lots of you guys out there. And I'm just so happy, you know, to to be your best friend, your virtual, your podcaster best friend. I love it. I love y'all. We're all growing together. And um, you know what? We're all going to change the world together in our own little sphere of influence. And imagine if all the thousands of you guys that download every week, imagine if we all stepped out in faith and we literally were so intentional about sharing the love of Christ with the 10 people we talk to every day or the 20 people are at our kids' ball game. Imagine what that would do to the world, you guys. 
so my my family here, we're going to do that. And I'm going to, I'm so excited to do that. So that's a little update on what we're doing. And thank you guys for following along. Thank you guys for listening along. Thank you guys for sharing. We've got so many messages that have tagged people on social and they've been like, thank you for introducing me to her. And then they'll tag a name and they make me cry <laughs> every time I see them. Cause I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Anyway. So family, I want to tell you. Maybe this happens in your family too, but this happened in our family. We are just coming off of spring break. It was awesome. It was wonderful. It was amazing. We're not off of it yet. So all four of my kids are still at home, but we went to a resort in San Antonio. Okay. I'm a huge fan of San Antonio. I love it. The river walk, the Alamo, the whole thing. I just, I just love it. We've gone for several years, but we found this little resort. It's like, it's super family friendly, like very family that will, we have gone to the last several years. And here I am like my kids, we have reached the point with my children that they can kind of do their thing and I check in on them and that's all I need to do. Right. Like they can, they're all, they're like Olympic swimmers at this point. So I sit by the side of the pool and I just watch them and you know, they all are very athletic people. So, so I just kind of sit by the sand volleyball court, which there was one at this resort and, you know, just kind of watch them. And, you know, it's like parenting has really changed for me. I've got a 16 year old and I've got a 13 year old almost, you know, he's like almost six foot. And then I've got my two seven year olds. Haven will be seven in April. But parenting has changed for me. And I was sitting by the lazy river being lazy. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I was sitting with Grace and she's going to prom. So she's telling me about all the prom options, dresses that we need to buy, which that's a story for another show. But I'm sitting there and we're just having the best time. I got my little Diet Coke with extra ice. I'm like living the dream, right? Sitting by this lady, lazy river while my husband and the other three kids are in the lazy river. And there is a woman... And she is over in the corner and her child, probably her kid, her, her child, her daughter, because I looked several times, was probably 18 months old. I want to say maybe two, somewhere between 18 months and two and a half. Okay. And that girl was screaming at the top of her lungs. And God bless this mom. Like she was young. She was so cute. She had her little cute little stylish bathing suit on. She was like just adorable. The mom was precious. She probably was in her 20s. The child didn't like something like hardcore didn't like it. Like you're not going to make me do whatever it is that you want me to do. She's like, and I'm telling you, like screamed, screamed. Like she wasn't like, you know, whining. She was like at the top of her lungs screaming. And Grace and I are trying to talk about prom dresses. She's, I'd say like seven to 10 lawn chairs, not lawn chairs. What are the ones you sit by the pool? Down from us, screaming at the top of her lungs. And she just screamed. And then like five minutes went by, she was still screaming. And then 10 minutes went by and I kept looking over at this mom and the mom was like trying to tell her what to do. The girl was not having it. So the mom, mom just, she was so flustered. She did not know what to do. 
And she never did stop screaming. Like she, I think she picked her up and took her to the room and she was screaming, but she had been screaming by the time she left for 15 minutes. And I looked over at her and I have been four times, four times in that life stage. And I just thought to her, God bless her. Her face was red. The mom's face was red. She was flustered. She was whatever. And I, I, my heart went out to her so much that I wanted to share this with you. To those of you moms out there that have the two-year-olds that do scream, because they do. They, it happens. It happens. I want you to know that there are moms like me out there that have done it four times that have been in that specific scenario and we are not judging you we are sympathizing with you I almost got up and walked over to that lady and said would you like me to try (laughs) to calm her down because everyone was staring everyone was looking it's super embarrassing when your kids do that but all four of my kids have done that at one time or another I totally get it So let me encourage you, mom out there with little babies. Not everyone is judging you when that happens. A lot of us are saying, been there, done that. And we're praying silently for you. So don't just assume everyone is like (laughs) hating on you in their minds. A lot of us are saying, oh, I wish we could help that lady. Anyway, that's what's happening in my world. After the break, we are going to talk about how God speaks through circumstances because you betcha he does. I'll see you after the break, fam. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Does it seem like God is answering everyone's prayers but yours? Do you want to see results from your prayer life? Do you feel as if you are a professional Christian with an amateur prayer life? If so, Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer, is for you. Autumn Miles wrote Gangster Prayer because she herself experienced disappointment from years of praying with little results. Gangster Prayer will show you how to unlearn bad habits in prayer and build your prayer life on a foundation of faith and not doubt. Get your copy of Gangster Prayer today at autumnmiles.com or anywhere books are sold. Be sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, here we are. Here we are back. I want to hear, so email hello at autumnmiles.com. Tell me how you are hearing from God um, so I can tell everybody else. I, let, let's get tips from you guys on how you hear from God. But the last couple of weeks, we have covered how can you hear from God? He does speak. So somebody's listening <laughs> and it should be you. The first week we talked about how you hear from God through the spirit of God. Um, The Spirit of God is active. He is alive, okay? He is speaking. I went on prayer retreat last week. Let me tell you something. He blew my mind with some of the wisdom that he spoke over me. He is speaking. The second week, which was last week, we talked about hearing from the Word of God. And I hit it pretty hard, and and I hate to do that, but, you know, we're we're all sisters and brothers here. You can't hear from... God through his word, if your Bible shut, you just can't. So hearing from God through his word, 
He speaks through his word. He's been speaking through his word for a very long time. Pick it up and read it today. I love today. God speaks through circumstances. Okay. He speaks through circumstances. I'm going to try and we're, we're going to, we're going to go to a dude in the Bible. And this is, it's, it's the perfect example of this. Okay. A lot of people disregard circumstances in their lives. So this is what happens. Oh Lord, speak to me, give me direction. And then God gives you a bunch of circumstances that says, hello, do not go in that direction. And everyone disregards them and goes in the direction anyway. And then we're like, God, where are you? Well, he spoke to you through circumstances. <laughs> Why didn't you listen? Why didn't you listen to that roadblock? Why didn't you listen to that thing where you got a definite no in one area? Did you push through because you wanted to push through? Or were you actually sensitive to the circumstances that the Lord was constructing? in your life. He speaks through circumstances. Okay. The first thing I want to talk to you as we talk about this idea of God speaking through circumstances is second Corinthians five, seven says this, it's a verse. We all know it. It says this for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, I certainly would not add to the word of God, but a way that you can also look at this is we walk by faith and peace, not by sight. Now, the word clearly says we walk by faith and not by sight, but I have really honed in on this walking by faith and not by sight over the years. Sometimes sight looks more intelligent than walking by faith, okay? Sometimes the circumstances in your life, you it seems easier to walk by what you see happening rather than what you are asking God for by faith. The way to know the difference, and I've talked about this if you followed for any amount of time, is walking by faith confirmed with peace, okay? We're going to talk a lot about that today, peace. Peace confirms how we should go when God is trying to speak to us through circumstances, okay? Peace is so vitally important in our faith walk because it shows us where God is guiding. He is the Prince of Peace. He named Jesus, one of his names, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, Prince of Peace. Peace is who Jesus was. It was his name. He was named peace because he was peace. And we see Jesus in almost every circumstance except for the Garden of Gethsemane, walking into insanely hard situations, peaceful. And the way we know that he could do that is because he was the Prince of Peace and he was accepting the peace. So when you walk and you're listening from God and you're asking for direction, he will speak through circumstances, 
but you only walk through those circumstances if you have peace. Okay, I hope that's not so confusing uh, to you guys. Let me give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of years ago, excuse me, the Lord was very clear with a direction that he wanted Eddie and I to go in with our lives and with our family and like the whole thing. Super, super clear. Now, when God gave us a word and said, this is what I have for your family, we automatically took that word, that promise, that dream, that vision that God had spoke over our lives And we decided to try to make that thing happen, which was really stupid. (laughs) We heard from God specifically, and then we started implementing plans to make God's dream for us happen. Well, I have said before, if God gives you vision for your life, he's the one that's going to roll it out. You just need to sit back and obey. Okay. So God gave us this vision and um, we were, we were thinking about it praying about it. We know that this is the direction that God is leading our family. We ask everyone we knew, just our wise counselors in our lives, what what should we do? They all had opinions. And so we started to move forward thinking that God was going to reveal his vision to us based on our expectations of how it should be laid out. We started walking forward and we started getting a bunch of no's. We knew we had heard from God, but our circumstances were not favorable to what we thought God had said. Okay. We go through, we try to push through, we try to make this thing happen. And while we're pushing through in my spirit, I remember one night coming to Eddie and saying, I just don't have peace about where we're going. I feel like God might want to do this a different way. Eddie felt the same way. We did not have peace. Our circumstances were saying, no, this is not the way. We got roadblocks everywhere. And I'm I'm someone that if I have peace, I'll push right through those roadblocks. I have no problem doing that. But in this instance, the Lord was creating circumstances to discourage us from walking down this particular path. And he confirmed it through the lack of peace in me and the lack of peace in Eddie. We waited and waited and waited. (laughs) I know we talk a lot about waiting on this uh, show. We waited a year. And we were praying this whole time. We didn't want to move forward because we felt like God had really shut the door on the way we were trying to carry out his plan for us. And all of a sudden, in the most random, crazy way, Eddie met a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy. It was so easy. It was so easy. My husband didn't even tell me about it until after it had happened because he thought it was no big deal. And that One meeting that seemed insignificant thrust us into this new chapter in our life with ease. He told me one day when I came home from work, he said, Autumn, you need to sit down. I'm going to tell you something. God literally did a miracle today. I feel like it was a big deal. And as soon as he told me about this conversation he had with this guy, that would lead to an opportunity. And I know I'm being vague just because we're not really ready to announce what we're doing yet. I immediately had peace. Eddie immediately had peace. 
we knew that we knew that we knew that God had created favorable circumstances for us to move forward in this next chapter of our life, okay? God will construct circumstances for you and he will give you a peace or a pause in your spirit, okay? A peace or a pause. I know I've said this before, but when we're walking by faith, not by sight, it means we have to disregard what we see or what should be, or what society says should be, or what people say should be. And we've got to transfer our directional capabilities to our faith and move forward with that, okay? So God speaks through circumstances, and that was one of of the examples that he used for us. I'm going to give you another one straight from God's word. I want to talk about Jonah. I don't talk about Jonah very much. I've got problems with Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. Oh, I, just, the whole book is is just fascinating to me. But I, Jonah's attitude—I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't get behind that. Drives me nuts. But here we go. We're going to read about Jonah today because this is a very perfect way. It's a perfect way and a perfect example of showing you precisely how God uses peace to direct us coupled with circumstances. Jonah 1 says this. I'm going to read a lot to you guys today, and this is going to help you. The word of God came to the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So so Jonah gets a very clear idea of exactly, it's actually pretty precise. It's not even like really like, it's not very complicated. Arise and go to Nineveh. That's all. That's what he says. It's kind of like what God said to us. We, uh, I want you guys to do this. Okay. Very, very clear direction for the wickedness has come up before me. Verse two, verse three says this, but Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. If you've been in Bible school at all, or were raised in a church, you know, the story of this. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He did not like what he said. He did not want to be in his presence. He did not want to do anything that he said. And there's there's several reasons why he didn't. So he went down to Joppa. He found a ship. Listen to what he was trying to do in his own strength. He found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare, and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, from the presence of the Lord. He said, okay, God, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to do the exact opposite. And I am going to create circumstances that gets me as far from Nineveh as possible. And I'm going to go hide in the bottom of a ship. The Lord, verse four, hurled a great wind on the sea And there was a great storm on the sea so that the ship was about to break up. Circumstances. The Lord literally created a storm that was so bad that the ship was about to completely break in half to speak to Jonah. Then the sailors became afraid. And listen, listen to what happens. 
every man cried to his God. And they threw the cargo, which was in the ship, into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship, laying down and had fallen sound of sleep. Now, listen to what's happening. So the, the great storm, it's terrible. Everyone around Jonah, except for Jonah, because Jonah knew exactly what he was doing, tries to stop the storm. They try to appease the, the storm or the severity of the implications of the storm on the ship. So they literally take precious cargo, I'm sure, precious cargo, and they're hurling it over to do anything to bring peace to the ship. All they want to do is save their own lives, okay? I think this is very reminiscent of what happens in our lives when we, when God is trying to speak through circumstances. We will do anything other than actually turn and go in the direction God wants us to go in. They Every man cried to his God, and they threw the cargo which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. They wanted nothing to do with the implications of the great storm, but Jonah. Verse 6, so the captain approached Jonah and said, how is it that you are sleeping? Get up. Call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish circumstances. So God first spoke through the storm and now he's speaking through the captain of the ship. <laughs> Isn't this awesome? God is like, oh, I'm your captain. You're not going to listen to me. I'll bring you a little manly captain and you're going to listen to him. So the captain comes and says, this is what you're going to do. Circumstances. He brings circumstances to speak to Jonah. Each man, verse seven, said to his mate, come, let us cast lots, circumstances, cast lots so that they may learn on whose account this calamity has struck us. So they cast lots and circumstances. The lot fell on Jonah. How random is that? Not random at all. God is so involved. Verse eight, they said to him, tell us now on whose account has this calamity struck us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? Jonah said to them, he said to them, I'm saying Jonah, I am Hebrew and I fear the Lord God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Oh, then the men became extremely frightened and said to him, how could you do this? Now they're all mad at him. They confronted him. They cast lots. They know who the problem is. Now circumstances, everybody's mad at him. How could you do this? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So they said to him, what should we do to you that the sea may become calm or peaceful for us? For the sea was becoming increasingly stormy circumstances. He said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm, peaceful for you. For I know on account of me that this great, great storm has come upon you. So listen, listen. The great thing about Jonah is that he knew what was happening and he knew why it was happening and he knew he was the problem and he knew all of these things. <laughs> so he even knew 
that God was speaking through circumstances. And I am just going to push back on you a little bit. If God has asked you to do something, you really don't want to do it. You have the option to turn around and not do it or do it. And in order to understand if God is speaking through circumstances, you simply have to ask him. Jonah knew because Jonah knew what God had told him. Sometimes we get this confused and we don't know if God is in this. Should I press through? Should I stop? Well, the way you tell if God is speaking through circumstances is the peace inside of you. Jonah clearly didn't have peace. So he said to them, pick me up and throw me in the sea. Verse 12, the sea will become calm for you for I know on, on account of, of me, this storm has come upon you. Now listen to this, verse 13. However, the men rode desperately to return to land, but they could not. So they didn't want to do that. They, they at this point didn't want to throw a man overboard because you don't want to, it looks like he would have drowned instantly in a terrible storm. So they didn't even want to do that. The circumstances, however, prevented them from getting back to land. Let's read about it. For the sea was becoming even stormier against them. Verse 14, then they called on the Lord and said, we earnestly pray, O Lord, do not let us perish on account of this man's life and do not put innocent blood on us. They didn't know what to do because the circumstances were clearly saying, Jonah, get your butt to Nineveh. You, O Lord, have done as you have pleased. So a last resort, because they couldn't make it to land, they picked Jonah up. They threw him into the sea and listened to this. And the sea stopped raging. Peace. Then the men feared the Lord greatly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows, and the Lord appointed. Now, this is so interesting. Who, who even knows? Maybe the Lord constructed a giant fish to swallow Jonah that, I don't know, had a couch in there or something. I don't really know. Clearly, I wasn't there. But it's very interesting. The Lord appointed the specific time circumstances, the specific time that the men finally said, Oh, God in heaven, help us. We need peace. They throw Jonah down into the sea that was uh, raging. And at the same time that they threw him overboard, a fish comes and swallows him, you guys. Circumstances. And Jonah was in the stomach of the fish for three days. Now, I read all that to say, and I hopefully I made my point because I said it 532 times. We walk by faith and not by sight. And one of the assurances that we're walking in the right direction, when we're faced with circumstances that are contrary, is listening to the peace that God provides us on the inside. Eddie and I knew when we started trying to do things ourselves, I didn't have peace, so we stopped. A year later, it was a simple meeting that we didn't know what was going to happen. It was very not according to our expectations. We both had peace, so we went forward. God is so good to us that he will construct circumstances to speak to us when we're not listening to the spirit or we're not listening to the word. 
This is one specific way that he speaks circumstances. I want to go ahead and read Jonah 2, 7, and I, and I want to, this is a, a Jonah's prayer, but I like this. When Jonah's in the belly of the whale, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of perspective when you're swallowed by a whale. <laughs> or It doesn't say whale, not whale. That's what your second grade Sunday school teacher told you. It doesn't say whale, it says fish. Jonah 2, 7 says this, when I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you in your holy temple. Those who regard vain idols forsake their faithfulness, but I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. That which I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. And as soon as he had a change in perspective, guess what? The Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up on dry land. How convenient. Circumstances. As soon as God changed Jonah's heart, God said, okay, we're done with this fish. He's going to vomit you up <laughs> onto dry land. And then Jonah went to Nineveh. And by the way, he caused, not he, but he was the instrument that God used to cause great revival in, in Nineveh. And just, just so you know, his message was two sentences long, or one sentence long, I think. It was super short, and then everyone everyone turned to the Lord. It, it's an amazing it's an amazing story. One of the most effective sentences of all time. I tell you all that to say that God speaks through circumstances and peace. And when we're walking in a way that we are intentional on hearing from God, we have to watch for everything. We have to watch for what His Spirit is telling us. We have to read the word to, to hear from the word, the pages of the Bible, what his word tells us about which way we're going. And then we watch for circumstances. It's a beautiful thing when all of these line up. And that's exactly what happened in Jonah's case. He heard from God. God spoke, th spoke through his circumstances. He spoke through other people, which we'll, we'll talk about next week. But he used every single way that he speaks are all of the main ways that he speaks to direct Jonah. And as soon as Jonah was thrown overboard, peace happened. He might have been in the belly of the whale. Not whale, fish, great fish. But he was probably more at peace in the belly of that fish based on his prayer than he was riding away from what God had asked him to do. Sometimes we can, our circumstances can be so crazy in the belly of a fish, more at peace there than we are on a boat that's much more safer running away from what God has asked us to do, okay? I'm gonna give you one more example of this, and this is New Testament, and I wanna do it just because it's, because it's awesome. I, I want you guys to listen just for like another minute or two, but I, I love this option as well as how God speaks to us through circumstances. I'll read it right here. Mas the Macedonian vision is what it's called in my Bible. And we're going to talk about Paul. Acts 16, one says this, Paul came to Derb. Let me, I got to pick up my Bible here. And to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy. 
Listen to these words. They're awesome. The son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was Greek. And he was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this man to go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were of those parts, for they all knew that his father was Greek. Now, whether they were passing through the cities, so Paul was passing through the city, and Timothy were passing through the cities, telling everyone about Jesus. They were delivering the decrees which had been decided upon by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem for them to observe, okay? Verse 5 says this, Acts 16, verse 5. So the churches were being strengthened in faith and were increasing in number daily. Verse 6 says this, they passed through Frygon, <laughs> maybe, in, Gal- uh, in Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go to Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, this is a New Testament version of exactly what I'm saying. Paul and Timothy were faithful. They were doing precisely what they were supposed to do. They thought God wanted them to go, and at that second, they thought that God wanted them to go to Asia and to minister, but the Spirit of Jesus forbid them to go. Now, it doesn't tell us how, but we know that he forbid them, probably through circumstances, to go. This is important because they were able to do the, when, when the Holy Spirit stopped them from going, they were able to do the work that God had in front of them from the man in Macedonia, and they were able to go to Asia later. That was not the time for them to go. So I'm sure the circumstances stopped them, and then the Spirit of God stopped them. They were literally, the Bible says, forbidden to go minister there at that time but they did go later. Okay. I think this is a good example of the same exact thing. When the spirit of God forbids you, just like he did Jonah, no, you're not going, you're not going to Joppa. You're not doing that. You're going to go to Nineveh. You're going to do what I want you to do. When the spirit of God comes in hot and he stops you, you could try to get around it, Jonah could have continued in that boat, but he would have died on the boat, him and everybody else. He could have continued to run from exactly what the Lord was speaking to him, but he didn't. He stopped and he got set on the right place. And and so did Paul and so did Timothy. They were doing exactly what God wanted them to do, but there was a pause. There was a stop. They were forbidden to go. Okay. But later they did go. So I want you guys to just see When you start getting roadblocks and it is accompanied by an angst in your spirit, listen and pause, pause and say, okay, God, I feel like you are speaking to me through your spirit and the pause in my spirit, but also through the circumstances that I'm seeing, I'm getting a bunch of no's. 
I thought the, the, these opportunities would be yeses, but they're not. They're no's. So I'm out of options. Lord, you're going to have to come in and you're going to have to show me which way to go. If the circumstances are accompanied by a pause in your spirit, pause. Do that. Do not try to steamroll your circumstances, okay? Because God is speaking wisdom to you. When God wants you to move, the circumstances will be favorable and you'll have a peace to move. God speaks through circumstances every day, every single day. And he's speaking to you today through your circumstances. So I want you to listen. If your circumstances look crazy, <laughs> ask God to confirm it through peace or through a pause. And then listen, listen to what he says. Jonah eventually listened. Paul clearly listened. And he was able to do even more effective ministry in Asia a little bit later. I hope this helps you guys. Next week, we are going to talk about two things because I'm going to put this both where God speaks through creation and he also speaks through other people. I'm going to sandwich those two together. It's going to be, it's going to be really good, but I hope this is helping you lean in, listen to what God is telling you today through your circumstances and man, it'll change your life. Love you guys. I'll see you after the break with a question from one of you. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab, click on it, and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys. Ugh, that was like a mouthful. And I hope it helped you. I am. I'm so excited uh, for what this is going to produce and just the word itself. I think seeing seeing a human representation of an example of God speaks through circumstances always helps me so much. It always helps me to see someone in the scripture. We just in the break we talked about just being human, making a wrong decision based on circumstances, and then coming out of that. And recognizing, oh, God is speaking to me through these circumstances. So I love, I love that. I hope it helps you. I hope it makes it palatable for your life and very practical for you to walk in. I do have a question from one of you guys. It's a great question. This question comes from Brooke. I absolutely love, 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 love it. 
It says, what about when God gives those around you peace over your situation, but you still don't have it? Would you move forward based on someone else's peace? This is tricky. (laughs) This is a tricky question. No, I would not. And that's the short answer for you. Because let me tell you something, Brooke, God bless you. People a lot of times think that being nervous and, and walking in peace cannot coexist. That's not human. That is not human. Okay. You can be anxious about something or nervous about something and still know that you know that you know and walk in confidence that God has directed you towards that thing. I'll give you a couple of examples, several huge decisions my husband and I have made in our lives. We have sought the counsel of lots of people in our sphere because the proverb say, says, seek wise counsel, because there are some things that other people know and you don't. So it definitely says seek wise counsel. And we have done that. But a, I would say three very big instances in my husband and I's lives when it, they were like life altering, life altering decisions. We have sought counsel and all of the counsel was like, mm, probably not. But my husband and I, after hearing their counsel, knew that God had spoken specifically to us to move forward in these three different areas of our lives. So we did. We followed the peace rather than a couple of other people's counsel. I don't recommend doing that all the time, okay? In a perfect world, everyone would agree and you would have peace and you would move forward and it would be great. However, God spoke to us directly about where we were going in our lives. And sometimes God speaks directly to you and you're kind of the lone ranger and you're the only one that has peace and they haven't sought the Lord as much or as long as you have about a certain thing. So I would never move forward. I, let me, let me not, I don't want to say never because I don't want to be like never I I can't imagine myself moving forward without God, without God giving me the peace that agrees with those other people. And I have learned in my life not to move forward without peace. Now, like I said before, you can still be nervous and fearful and have peace at the same time. Just because you're you're nervous does not mean that you're, you're not fully confident in what God is asking you to do. Um, Just because you're fearful doesn't mean you're not fully confident in what God has asked you to do. You're human. So if you're going to take a big step of faith or whatever, of course, you're going to have human emotions and feelings. Don't take humanity out of it. However, you can also be confident with the peace of God. I would personally, personally wait until I have the peace to move forward. I actually had to do this just about a month ago. I felt like God was asking me to do something that I did not want to do. And I'm telling you, I did not want to do it. (laughs) I did not want to do it. My husband was like, we should do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. But I also knew that God was telling me this. I was kind of like Jonah. God was telling me this is what you need to do. And I did not want to do it. So I had to take time and say, Lord, you're going to have to take care 
of the, I'm going to follow through obediently because I know what you're telling me, but you're going to have to take care of me. You're going to have to take care of this situation or whatever it is. I was scared, but I was obedient. And I, I, I was scared, but I also knew that God was saying, this is it. So both of them can coexist. Brooke, I would wait until God gives you full assurance in the direction you need to walk. So it agrees with your wise counsel. And um, it might not ever. And then I would say, maybe you should ask the Lord what direction he specifically wants you to go in and have him give you peace for it. Okay. I hope this helps you guys. Let me pray. Lord, we love you so much today. God, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us. We thank you that you are so present. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are so gracious. We thank you, Lord, that you are engaged in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that that you are aware of the circumstances that we're facing. We thank you, Lord, that you are trying to speak to us. God, I just, I praise your name, God, that you are just ever present is the word that comes to mind. God, I pray for those that are facing circumstances that are so confusing, they do not even know what to do. God, I pray for clarity. I pray that they would listen to the circumstances in the peace. I pray that you would guide. I pray that you would direct. I pray that you would move in their hearts. I pray today for courage over them to stop going in a direction or to start going in directions based on their circumstances and how you're speaking through your peace. Lord, we, we thank you that you walk with us. When you walk through the fire, I will be with you. I love that verse, Lord, and thank you for your promise. As we're trying to walk towards you, I thank you for this family that you have created. God, continue to bless this avenue of work for you. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. I will see you next week with a new episode from The Automile Show. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show.